The Holy Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides in you and he will be in you. I've said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. got a question. When you get older, when you get older, what kind of things do you think you're going to do in the church? Sit quiet. All right. It's a good start. But even some of our older ones don't do that. What else are you going to do when you get older in the church? All right, maybe help with Bible school, maybe not. Do you think you'll ever be like an acolyte that gets to light the candles? Uh, that could be cool. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever be an usher that helps pass out bulletins? Yeah. Do you ever think you might be like Mr. Andy Pelk over there that plays the piano? That could be cool. Ooh, electric guitar. Do you ever think you might be like Miss Audrey that teaches Sunday school? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
do you think you might be like Mrs. Kathy Sanders that helps out as an assistant? No? You're scared of that, huh? <laughs> That's a lot of people, yeah. That's common with adults, too. Do you think you might be like me and be a pastor? Maybe yes. Maybe yes. Whatever you do as an adult, I'm sure it'll be fine. And you've got lots and lots of time to figure that out. But on this day, sometimes we call this the church's birthday, I like for us to imagine what kind of things we want to be as a church. Sometimes we want to be people that help out. Sometimes we want to be people that lead. Sometimes we want to be people that sing. Sometimes we want to be people that sit quietly. All of it's good. So this week, what I want you to do is I want you to talk with your mom or your dad or an older person that you trust. I want you to ask them what they like doing in church. I want you to talk with them about what you like doing in church. Does that make sense? One day, it is my prediction that one of you, either here or not here, will likely be a pastor. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than one. So consider that too. Okay? Okay. Or more. Or more. Shall we say a prayer? Let's say a prayer. Gracious God, we're very thankful. We're thankful that you're with us in every age and that you're with all of the ones gathered here right now. As we grow, help us to be what you want us to be. Help us to do what you want us to do. As we grow up, help us to be active in your church, to help out, and help us to not be afraid of whatever you call us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And here's a snack. You're welcome. In the name of Jesus, amen. As many of you know, I grew up on a farm. And so ever since I was about 12 years old, I've been getting a very common question. And even, it persists to this day, despite my current context. Do you think you will be a farmer someday? Well, my current trajectory says probably not. <laughs> but you all know kind of how that conversation starts. And those of you who have a farming background yourself or any other kind of business, small business background with mom and dad, you kind of know this question, don't you? Do you think you'll take over the farm one day? Is your, are any of your siblings going to take over the farm? Is anyone close to help take care of the farm? All those questions that kind of happen. And they happen from a very young age all the way up until the point when it actually happens. And believe me, if any of my older family members have their way, it's going to be a long, long time before I'm asked that question. But what I've always liked about that question is having to answer it 
over and over and over again. When I was young, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Around third grade, I felt the calling to be a pastor, but on that list, there never really left two other answers. A farmer and a factory worker. Because that's what I saw my dad doing. In my head, all three of those were pretty close together. Over and over and over again, I had to answer the question of whether or not, both in that moment, I wanted to do work, and even though my parents answered that question for me from time to time, I also had to ask myself, is this something I could see myself doing? Is this something that I wanted to do with my life? What happens... What happens to a farm, and you know this too, what happens to a farm when people stop farming? It grows fallow. It grows over. Eventually, someone's going to claim that land. Can't just sit there forever, can it? It grows houses. Yeah, that's right. We've all had an experience, or at least surrounded by an experience of Someone having to answer this question, we've seen people take on the farm, we've seen people turn the farm into some kind of retreat center that their family goes to, we've seen people sell the farm, we've seen people simply watch the farm wither away. And on the birthday of the church, I think it's kind of important, and in fact I think it's significant, that we ask a similar question. As you grow, I don't want to say when you grow up, but as you grow, would you still like to be a congregation? I see a lot of fervent nodding. I'm not trying to take this away from you. I want you to hear it in the same spirit that the farming question was asked me. Out of genuine curiosity and where we stand and who we are, and in an interest for the preservation of many, many congregations that I've come to know and love just like many, many farms that I've come to know and love. Do you still want to be a congregation? Today in our text, we have the beginning of the church, right? I think technically it's before that. I think the beginning of the church starts in Genesis and it goes from there. But at the beginning of this Christian church that we've come to know and recognize after Peter's really long monologue... Peter gets wordy in the book of Acts. After Peter's really long monologue, eventually, the people who hear it are cut to the heart, as the book says, and 3,000 are added to their number that day. But they all had to answer that question. Do you want to be a part of this? Is this something that you're called to do? Now, I don't know if they asked any preliminary questions, like, if I join up, if I'm baptized, what all does this really entail? What do I have to technically do with my money? What do I have to do with my time? What do I have to do with my abilities? What do I have to do with my life? I don't know that anybody asked any of those questions, but they're probably good questions. But for me and you, these same things apply. If not every Sunday then at least every once in a while to reaffirm or to question what our commitment is as a congregation. Do you still want to do these things? 
when I was considering being a pastor, my parents took me and sat me down and told me everything they knew a pastor did so that I would come to a good and right decision. Now, they weren't experts on everything that a pastor did, and they didn't know everything a pastor did, but they tried, and they were pretty close. I can't name everything off the top of my head that a congregation does, nor can I anticipate everything a congregation will have to be, but I'm going to try. I want you to consider these things. As a congregation, I believe the most important thing we do is worship. Everything else falls from that. So, are you still interested in weekly worship? I'm grateful for nodding. As a congregation, I believe it's important that we lift up our baptismal calling. I believe that it's important that we help people live out lives where they understand that they are children of God. That requires relationship, and that requires prayer. Are you willing to be in relationships with one another and the ones that are not here? Are you willing to pray? As a congregation, I, I believe it is our work to work for justice and peace in all the world. In case you're wondering where I got that word from, those words from, it's from our baptismal liturgy. To work for justice and peace in all the world. That requires paying attention to issues of injustice and turmoil and stepping our big feet into it. Are you willing to pay attention to issues of justice and turmoil? Are you willing to put your big foot into it? As a congregation, I believe that we are shaped by Scripture, just like worship. Are you willing to take the Holy Word of God and live these stories as your own? As a congregation, I believe that we are to hold every single part of our lives as not our own, but things that belong to God and things that are to be directed by God. Are you willing to go, forsake all you have, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus? After I first wrote out those questions, I was cut to the heart. And I understood that phrase a little bit differently. It's not that I have a soft, warm, fuzzy feeling towards the life of the church. It's all of a sudden I realize just how much it means. Judge how much is required of me to be a part of a congregation. To be honest, for the longest time, even in my time as pastor, I have 
understood all it takes to be a congregation is to walk in the door on Sunday. But it might be more. I think it is more. So, I think we should have some good news with this. Much like my life on the farm, I was given life on the farm before I was asked that question. I was playing with toy tractors long before anyone asked if I wanted to be a farmer when I grew up. I was plowing the carpet and harvesting the little loops of the carpet that the front end of the combine thing got stuck on long before anyone asked me if I wanted to be these things. I was watching my dad and my mom drive machinery long before I was asked if I wanted to be a farmer. And that's what we experience here too. Before you answer this question and before you can, can even comprehend these things, you, were, you had baptismal waters poured over you and you were claimed as a daughter or as a son of God before you could even comprehend these things. And long before you answered this question, you were given bread and wine, the body and blood of Christ, to sustain you in this journey. Long before you answered this question, you were given a congregation that sung faith into your hearts week after week after week. We are already a congregation. We are already here, and we are already doing the things of God before we even knew to do them. The work of God will not stop should God want it to continue, and nothing, including our hesitation, could stand in the way of it. So, knowing that God is already doing the work and knowing that God is already willing, knowing that God has already loved you and called you and shaped you. Feel a little less pressure as I ask. Would you like to be a congregation? This week I'd like for you to talk with one another and the world around you about this question. I'll be at camp, but if you happen to find me there, I'd love to talk with you too. No matter where you are, God be with you as God calls you. Amen. Amen.